Ready? I was born ready. I'm Ron Swanson. gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages live from the beats lab at studio 537 it's time for another installment of the duder podcast uh, luckily enough to be joined by elvis and lk as the beatettes of record tonight we've got two juice box chairs that are straight empty uh i think that's nice because those seats are usually occupied by our resident buckeye fans and uh so it's just the irish guys tonight uh, if you're tuned in to uh, maybe catch Curtis's opinion on something that happened in the Ohio State game, you're not going to hear it because we didn't watch it um, <laughs> because it was on the same time as the Irish were on, um, and we just don't give a shit anyway. Uh, so tonight we're going to talk. We're going to get some Irish talk in, uh, but before we get rolling, uh, today is Veterans Day, and I want to start off by thanking all the brave men and women past and present that are uh, serving or have served in our armed forces uh, all too often we take for granted uh, our freedoms and um, and we all have someone close that's served in some way shape or form so be sure to thank a veteran not today but every day well done well done B yep hey, thank you know, boys I didn't serve and Lindsay's the veteran of the group so thanks Waze well I'm a veteran but not of the Military services. <laughs> you I'm have probably thinking played, about. He, he probably has played army a few times though, haven't you? I played army quite a few times, and back in the day, I used to play doctor a lot with my girl cousins. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was his name? We'll get into that <laughs> at another time. We'll get into that at another time. All I know, all I'm going to say is this: <clears throat> I'm probably ten, and she's. 13, 14, and we play doctor, and all I know is I liked it, and <laughs> the next time I was at her house, I said, hey, why don't we play doctor, and she said, I would probably shouldn't do that. that that's not a good idea. <laughs> but I did like it. I love it. I, had, I, I got tingles and urges that night. That's the first. I think that was the first tingle and urge Odell K ever got. There, so now, now you know. As we, within the first five minutes, go completely off the rails. <laughs> I thought maybe you just referred to yourself as Odell K. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, as I was saying, we're going to get some serious Irish talk in tonight because something really special, and I think you guys probably feel the same way, but something very special happened Saturday night. And everybody that listens to this podcast has to know that the Irish beat number one Clemson 47-40 in double overtime. Pretty sweet. Loved it. This was fantastic. I mean, I thought we, I thought I think, we were toast when they went up 40-33. I just – I wasn't sure Book could take us down the field, but by golly, he did. What did he, he did take it. us? 90, we, 90, 90, 90, 91. 91. Yep, 91 yards. 91 yards, and I think they – did they only use one timeout? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously aided by a huge fifty-three yard pass to Avery Davis down there. God, wouldn't it be nice if he could have just broke that? You know, but when uh, no, not really because that would have gave him more time to yeah, exactly. When I uh, possibly exactly. score, I was moving Jordan into India, uh, an apartment in Indianapolis. Oh, it was like three years ago, and. This other guy, as I'm walking back to the truck to get some more stuff out of the parking lot, this kid comes walking by in a Notre Dame shirt, so I strike up a conversation, of course. And he was like a grad assistant there and worked with the football team. And I remember him telling me distinctly, they got this kid named Davis that he uh, was a quarterback in high school, but he goes, he is too damn good to keep off the field. They have got to find a way to put him on the field because he's not going to be their quarterback. And finally, after all these years, uh, the kid made some plays for us. After four position moves. And yeah. He's, he's finally, finally a good spot. For he him. was so Elvis 35, 38 yard pass. I was like, you know, book drops back the pass and then he throws it. That's awesome. About time we had a receiver wide open. Yeah. And especially when all week the talking heads, all they talked about was how we lacked the ability. Uh, we lacked that that long passing game. Mm-hmm. And you know what the funny and, thing about the whole thing is? Well, you know, the whole thing was Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. But not one time did any announcer or anybody say that Notre Dame's not playing with their two best wide receivers. We pretty much I put know. three tight ends and a running back slash safety slash cornerback slash wide receiver now yeah. on the field the whole game. And our tight ends dominated them. Our wide receivers did anything they wanted the whole night. Seemed like it, yeah. And I tell you what, I was – I was happy, especially for both Book and Kelly, because let's face it, Kelly hadn't won a big game, that big a game, since he's been there. And the question mark over Book's head uh, his whole career was winning a big game and everything. And this guy's got a shot at becoming the first Notre Dame quarterback ever to win 30 games in a career. Pretty dang good. Actually, actually, you know what? That's, that is right. Because I was looking those, I was looking up the record to get into our segment later on here. I was looking up the records. It seemed like twenty nine seems to be the big number. Books at twenty nine right now. 
And yeah. you know the other the other funny thing is, Book's going to be like a seventh year senior next year, so nobody will ever catch him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to, I mean, hopefully if he gets that seventh year, he's going to need it to even come remotely close to Brady Quinn's records. Um, but, and, and I'm just going to take a step back here and say that LK and I have been huge. Uh, we've been very big on criticizing Brian Kelly, criticizing Ian book. Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm shutting the fuck up because that kid took that team on his back yeah. and willed he willed them to that win. And he did it when he could have packed it in because when he fumbled on the goal line, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I just – obviously, he's a good guy, and uh, I'm, I'm especially happy for him and Kelly, and maybe that will spur them on. But I'm pretty nervous about Boston College, lest we forget the last time we saw them, they damn near beat Clemson themselves. Yeah. Let me ask you guys what you think. Well, obviously, they've got Phil Dracovic under center. Notre Dame transfer was on our team and played in games last year. Right. You're going to tell me that Clark Lee isn't going to have something dialed up for him? I hope so. He's not going to know every fucking weakness that that kid has, and he's just going to dial it up. Hey, back to the Clemson game. How about when Clemson scored on the very first play in the first overtime, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, fuck. Then we We're score. Screwed. We score. Then we get the ball first and second overtime and score. How about our defense on that last Clemson series? That was huge. Two sacks. Yep. Almost two sacks. Uh, Shane Simon, 33, number 33 linebacker. Yep. I think that could have been – his breakout game because he was supposed to be a stud coming in and he's been he played special teams most of his career and he played a hell of a game against Clemson you might as well have your best game for your your biggest game of your career and he did sometimes really when well. you're a college kid all it takes is a one big game to give you the confidence and uh springboard you to better things so let's hope that happens yeah. the uh, the other thing I like the whole team, when Book did fumble in past years, you would have seen the whole team just have their heads down yeah. and be like, oh, screwed. We're screwed. And he comes back. We The defense gets a three and out, and we go right back down and score. And sure. that's when I'm like, okay, this team this team might have something. One thing. Guys, this team is this team is different. This team is different than any other. Because like you guys were – like you were just saying, Elvis, in years prior, we're seeing – it's folding. Clemson scores first. There's no way we score. Honestly, in years past, we don't get to overtime. I think the key that – I mean, I don't know. We'll find out as the season progresses how good we are. We'll find out how much we really match up with everybody. But I think we're going in the right direction for the simple fact Kelly finally has more team speed, which was clearly lacking in the Alabama game in 2010 and then even with Clemson in what 2017 or 18 you could tell that every, these other teams are just faster than us and he's starting to get quicker faster guys and that's the name of the game now so I'm encouraged by that but I am kind of an emotional guy when I coached I was emotional and I just react that way and I'm watching the game and I was kind of getting pissy mainly with myself because Dabble's a 
animated, exciting coach on the sideline, pumping his guys up. What he, folks, for those of you who are just list, just tuning in for the first time, what Lindsay means is he's a fucking whiner. <laughs> well, that whining got a call turned around. He yeah. did that. That that pissed me off. Well, it did. I can I cannot too. believe it. Tony Dungy's like, why well, you don't throw a flag like that and then pick it up? Not not on a play like exactly. that. But my point is, on the other side of the field, Kelly was just quiet and poised and stood with his arms folded and was just the opposite of Dabble. And I'm like, come on, dude. Yet I think his poise enabled the rest of the team to stay focused and just do their jobs. That's just two ways of coaching. That's all. Yeah, I got two points. My first point is. How sweet was Kyron Williams' juke move on that long, that first long run? That was sweet. <laughs> I mean, that that safety might as well just did a nose plant right in the right in the field because that's exactly what he did. Kind of set the tone for the rest of the team, I think. And my second point, I love how Brian Kelly tells the team after the game, or this is pregame. He tells them after we win this game get your guys' asses off the field and don't mingle with any of the students because they're going to come on the field yeah. get your asses back in. Yeah. I was like, that that takes a lot of balls saying something like that. It does. And, uh, you know, kids feed off that stuff. They just do. By the way, it's been officially uh, – uh, they called it, kind of like the presidential election, they called it Notre Dame has won the COVID Bowl after the fans stormed the field. <laughs> Did you see what the administration's doing with the students now? Yeah, I saw that. I think that's pretty good. I really do. Well, I also heard that all the students before the game, they gave them co- those rapid tests, and you could only get in the game if you were negative on the test. Wow. And I really? Think, and I think that was another reason why they let them storm the field, because – None of them had COVID. The ushers just stood back. What are you going to do? You can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, you, and they're all 95 years old. The what are they going to do? Like, break a hip? Yep. Did you hear what the administration's doing, Robbie? Yeah, I read. I read the. I read the notice on Twitter. And if yeah. you don't get the test, you can't apply for next semester classes. Wow. Yeah, that's insane, isn't it? Well, it's insane, but that's what you got to do these days. That's the best way to put a button on it. Then we got a week off before we go to North Carolina, which another game, another team that's capable. I think that's a night game too, isn't Friday it? Friday night, Thanksgiving, yeah. Oh, is it Friday night? Oh God, that's yeah. Oh, Friday after oh Thanksgiving. yeah. So we got a work cut out. Turkey. We got a work cut out for us. It's a one week at a time. Let me guess. It's a one week at a time. Let me guess. They're gonna they're gonna stuff us on the ACC network that night, probably. I think. Turkey, I think turkeys and boners, I boys. Think that uh, one of the agreements when we got into the ACC this year is that one, we're sharing our NBC money with them, and two, one of our games has to be on the ACC network. Which is son if of if you a remember bitch. last year, uh, I think yeah, I the Duke, Duke game on that. But yeah, that's yeah. fine. But first, one one week at a time. So Boston College this week, who we're all too familiar with, every time we're on a roll. And that it t- tends to be a trap game, guys. I, I just think this team's different. I I I truly believe this team is different. I think this team is different than the 2012 team. 
I think this team is different than the, was it 18 or 19 team? Uh, they're just different. I think that they've got a different mentality. I think Ian Book sits at the forefront of that mentality. I think he sets the tone. And then you got the guys on the defense. You watch him. Who, by the way, played crazy. They're, they're wild men. It's yeah, fantastic. It is, it's fantastic. You watch Book in any game. A close game like you saw Saturday or a blowout. He's got the same look on his face no matter what. You don't know if they're up. All the yeah. Or they're up all the time. 10 or they're down 10 or what. He just stays pretty stoic. I, I like that demeanor. The only thing I can't watch book is when he's in the pocket. God, he gets me so nervous because he's like a freaking fart in a skillet. He's just looking every which yeah. way. And, but he, he does the job. Well, his running ability is fantastic. Yeah, has he's, he's pretty – saved our bacon and his bacon many times and I think Rob's on to something I think this team is different I don't know if it's maturity confidence or what but they just seem a cut above some of the teams we've seen in the past so we'll find out we'll see time will tell I think it I think it has a lot to do with the coaches I think it has a lot to do with the quarterback and I think it just trickles down to everybody else and that mentality is just different and we're a pretty veteran team. That's you know, the next thing I was going to get it's at. Not, it's the amount of the amount of the amount of uh, upperclassmen on the defense. Yeah, I think we need. Yeah, to... you know, even the, the offensive line. What? How many starts do they have consecutively? Yeah. It's a. It, it's. I think that it's it's quite a few. It's over a hundred. Well over hundred combined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we better get something done this year because we might be just the opposite next year, a very inexperienced team in some spots. Yeah. Not if, not unless Ian Book's coming back for a seventh year. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. All that, our, all that has our, that ever been done before? All our running backs are back, and a bunch of our, bunch Sean of our tight ends are back. Yeah. <laughs> 13 years of college experience between both of them. Good God! It's like they've—it's like they've all been in school as long as Curtis. It makes you—it <laughs> makes you respect the the schools that get all the big recruits, Alabama, Ohio State, et cetera, et cetera. They just turn the page when people graduate and move forward. And I hopefully we're getting to the point where we can now do that too. Yeah, that'd be nice. So our special so. I don't was it during I don't know if it was during the game or after the game I texted you guys in the thread um and I said that I gave you guys beats top 5 Notre Dame quarterbacks. Yep. And again, if you go back and listen to last season's episodes with just Curtis and I, I pretty much ragged Ian Book the entire year because you know, he he he's he can be he could be incredibly frustrating in that when he's good, he's good, and when he's not, he's not. And I think the difference this year is that you can't tell because I think he, he, his weapons in the run game has been yeah. phenomenal at, at, yeah. at helping him. So I thought it would be neat since it's just the three of us tonight, and I really don't care how many listens, how many plays we get, that uh, we each name our top five Notre Dame quarterbacks. Now, I didn't specify whether it was during our lifetime or just all time. Um, 
and before you make your you know before you talk about it you can you can say you know like i picked the ones that i saw that i have a better sure. memory of it's it's one of those um, things where there's no wrong answers really well there could be and i'll <laughs> and we'll argue those points so i'm going to go ahead and get started on mine and i'm going to start with number 5 my number 5 he only played one season but that one season was 1993. Uh, that was Kevin McDougal. You guys yep. remember him? Oh, yeah. Um, he backed up Rick Meyer for three years. And the only reason that he was the starter in 93 was because Ron Paulus, as a freshman, broke his collarbone in a scrimmage. Yeah. Kevin McDougal went 11-1. and one. He, was the, he was our starter the whole year, and he beat Florida State. Um, and I still believe that we got completely dicked that year. Mm-hmm. Not um, as bad as we got dicked in so that's, uh, 89. It was, it was roughly the same. We should have been back, or we ni- have been back to back 88 and 89 or 93. Because if you remember, you know why we didn't get it in 89? Who beat us? Miami. We Miami beat us. Bobby Bowden hadn't won a national what? title. And then last game of the year, we're undefeated, had beat Florida State during the regular season. Frickin' Boston College kicks a 50-yard field goal on the last play of the game to beat us. We win our bowl game. Florida State wins their bowl game. To throw that criminal Bobby Bowden a bone, they gave him the national title. Even though... Wait, that was 90... Yeah, it was 93. Uh, looking... Yeah, that was 93. Yeah, that was 93. 89, 89 we, got, we got beat by Miami. We got beat by Miami, and then Miami got beat by somebody. No. God damn it, I don't remember. What? Somebody scratching oh, records back there? The I was cleaning the cover of my phone. Wiki, 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 yeah. Wiki, 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 wow. Move on with your list, bro. All right, number four. Current offensive coordinator Tom Reese. Argue with me all you want. Tommy <laughs> Reese gets number four because simply because he was the relief pitcher in 2012. He played four years and he punched a cop say, in the face. Cop. That's why he'd be in my top five. Uh, number three, I've got the starting quarterback for those three years that uh, Kevin McDougal backed him up, Rick Meyer. Um, Rick Meyer, dual threat. Um, his career record was 29-7-1. and one. Rick, My number two. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say Rick Meyer. And Lou Holtz's offense was the worst decision I think he ever made in his life. It was because was, he, oh, he, yeah. he went to Penn, which is a stone's throw away from South Bend. He had to run the triple option because Lou Holtz would not adjust his offense. He wanted to run the triple option. Rick Meyer would have been great, like at Florida. But in spite of that, you know, throwing the ball. You're right, Elvis, but Meyer had a pretty good career. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he was terrible, but he uh, run the triple option sometimes. He looked pretty, pretty, pretty funny at it, but he, uh, he was a hell of a quarterback. And wasn't he like the number two or yeah, three draft so. pick? Number two to Seattle. 
to Seattle. And then he came to yeah. the Lonely Bears a few years later. Yes, he did. <laughs> and was never to be heard from again. My number two, Brady Quinn. Quinn owns damn near every re- passing record. Um, the one I found that was that was uh, that stood out the most was ninety-five career touchdown passes. Second place is Ian Book mm-hmm. with sixty-four. Yeah. I mean, does that tell you? And obviously, that's in the he played in the right. Willingham Weiss years. Um, it, when I'll be honest, when Weiss was there, that's all we did was yeah, throw the ball Quinn pretty is, much, right? Brady Quinn is first or tied for first in 30 quarterback categories all time at Notre Dame. And he's probably number one as being the most best looking man ever to be on Notre Dame campus besides us three. That's for sure. And he's jacked. Yeah. The only, the the only downfall that he ever did was married AJ Hawk's sister. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you other way around. Yeah. His yeah. sister married AJ. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, being AJ Hawk's brother in law. <laughs> yeah. First, yeah. First time my wife saw Brady Quinn, she's like, oh my God, he's hot. I'm like, okay, honey, down. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, girl. And it was nice. And I think Brady Quinn started that kind of resurgence. And I think he was, uh, he was heavily recruited. Um, I think Trestle was hot after him at Ohio State because he was hell. He was in the bare yeah, backyard, and good God, how the hell did Willingham? Willingham could recruit. He just couldn't coach. Well, I mean, he recruited like one year, well, yeah. and the rest. Was I mean, terrible. he he golfed after that first year. That's all he did. And, and that leads us to number one. I don't think there's any doubt as to who I'm picking as my number one, and that's Ian Book. Um, Ian Book is a winner. Proof, you ask? The guy is 29-3 and in his career, and he's not done yet. Um, That's four years. In 2017, um, he came in. uh, He started the Carolina game when Wimbush was injured. And then he came off the bench in that Citrus Bowl mm-hmm. to beat LSU. Yep. Um, and which, which strikes me as odd is that he comes back in 18 and he's not even the starter. Right. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't start until the fourth game because Wimbush struggled. Well, they beat Michigan to start off the season. And then very, very close games to Ball State and Vanderbilt, two teams we should have beat by 50. Um. And then obviously lost to Clemson in the college football playoff. Um, 2019, last year, his only two losses were to Georgia and Michigan. And he's rolling right now. So, you know, he's not the most flashy. He doesn't have Quinn's numbers. He doesn't have Clawson. I don't even think he is. You know, but he's got Clawson-like numbers. Um, But I think Ian Book's a winner. I think Ian Book, when he closes – when we close the book on Ian – he will be in many more people's eyes than mine, the number one quarterback in Irish history. I do have an honorable mention. There's four guys that I liked a lot 
but didn't quite crack my top five, and they were Tony Rice, Jimmy Clausen, Everett Golson, and laugh at me all you want, but Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> I forgot about Kaiser. I was a huge Deshaun Kaiser fan. I think he got screwed that year when they started when he started off with uh, him and him and Malik in, in that Texas game. Yeah, he was awesome at Notre Dame. He just didn't make it in the bigs. Yeah, he came. Is he still in the he, league? Somewhere, I think he was on the Raiders done? practice squad a couple weeks ago. But then I think they released him because he was doing something for. Uh, NFL.com last weekend, or I'm sorry, Notre Dame.com last weekend for the for the pregame festivities for the game for the, the Clemson game. And Deshaun Kaiser kind of snuck up on us in the if Virginia you game because because you know being living where we live and knowing you know I, I mean I followed him his junior and senior year of high school, uh, being at Toledo Central Catholic. And knowing that he was going to Notre Dame, but shit, I thought he was buried on the depth chart somewhere. Um, and what wasn't it? Didn't Malik break his yeah. ankle that game? And Deshaun came in and won it and never looked back. So there's my top five with four honorable mentions. And LK, I, you commented that nobody's won 30 games. I've got Tony Rice down at 31 and four. Maybe. What the hell? Maybe Where did I get my numbers at? Okay, well, I, be, I was counting bowl games for books, so. Hmm. Anyway. Ways you want to go? Or you want me to go? Anybody I'll care go. to? Okay. My three, honor, my three honorable mentions are going to be Angelo Bertelli, two-time All-American. Okay. 1943. Heisman winner. And Joe Montana and Joe Teisman. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are my honorable men. Hey. <laughs> Jeez. There's, there's, there's more respectable quarterbacks come out of there than you, you would think. And, again, I argue that there's no right or wrong answers with our list. But uh, number five, I got Brady Quinn. Um, he might have been even better if he wasn't under Charlie Weiss, but he put up incredible numbers as we already talked about and if you remember correctly he didn't exact I mean he basically mm-hmm. threw to yeah. Samarja that's where a lot of his yards came yeah. from that was, that Mor- was those Maurice two. Stovall for a year Samarja could have gone pro football or baseball yeah I uh, think he picked the wise choice number four Ian Book obviously he's still cooking still working Hopefully he moves up the list. My number three went 29 and five, 11 and 0 quarterback on the 1973 national championship team, Tom Clements. Oh, yeah. Played for oh, Era. Yeah. My number two is Tony Rice, 23 game winning streak, 88 title. I have him at 28 and three overall. My number one, Johnny Lujak. Thank God for not saying Jimmy Clausen. I was going to have to drive your house and kick him the ball. Quarterback, 47 Heisman winner, plays in the 45 season, wins a national title, goes to World War II, comes back, wins two more national championships, 935 winning percentage, and there you have it. 
pretty nice. Pretty good career there. Not bad. All right, my uh, I got not Elvis. Can I ask a quick like? You do what you want. Question? Your podcast is Carlisle Holiday <laughs> on your list? No, I forgot about him. He would have been a good one. Matt Lavecchio, no. Evan no. Shapley. I have, I have okay, my top four then. backups. <laughs> start, start, starting oh, out. Nice. My number one top four backup is Gary Godsey. I Godsey, think he started yeah. one game in his career. I think it was Georgia Tech. He did. And I read I that think, this morning. I in think my he was so awesomely bad that they just sent him to be Waterboy the rest of his career. My number two backup quarterback is Pat Dillingham. Oh, he might have started it. He started a little Elvis. bit. Elvis, it's Boston, it's Boston College Week, and you bring that name out? What the fuck yeah. are you thinking? I just put him as number two because he was banging Tyrone Willingham's daughter. That is why he's number two. Wow. All My right, number three that, would be uh, Dane Crist. You know what? That Dane was so like highly touted he was, coming he was, in too. I think he would have been a dang good ball player if he didn't bust his knees out. And my number four top four backup is Rick Meyer. Because he backed that up Tony correct. Now up to my top five of the, my five most favorite quarterbacks in NB history. Number five would be Ian Book. As as we said, wow. he's still writing his he's still writing his record book. Number four would be a a co number four would be Tommy Reese slash Everett Dolson. Now, okay, so you're basing that I'd on put one Tommy year. Tommy ahead two. of Ian because Ian's still learning from Tommy, and I think Tommy's going to be one heck of a coordinator. And because he punched a a uh, <laughs> cop right in the forehead, and Everett Golson <laughs> didn't throw ever throw with any laces, so I I just liked him because uh, he also brought us back against Boston College in a triple overtime. Was that or does that pit? Yeah. Uh, my number pit. three quarterback, Brady Quinn. Um, I was at his very first ever start against Purdue his freshman year. Did that kid take an ass kick in that whole game? I think he yeah, threw like three yeah, or I think four picks. Threw 60, 63 times or 57 times. And I bet he was on the ground 80% of them times. He took a beating in his Notre Dame career. Oh, he, because he of that got offense, rocked a lot. Because of that offense, Charlie... Weiss ran, he just dropped back, and I don't care how good your offensive line is, you drop back that many times, you're going to get whacked. Yeah, he, and he, he got whacked plenty of times. And when that I, and he's pretty dang, pretty dang good looking, too. When I say whacked, I don't mean to bring Tony Soprano into the conversation. <laughs> My number two all-time favorite QB, Scroat, you're going to love this one, Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. Sorry. 
I was never. I, I was never a Jimmy Clausen fan. From the day so he arrived in his limo, he did not dis, disappoint me. His uh, his senior year, he scored. Or he, he threw uh, what twenty eight touchdowns and four interceptions. Threw for eight thousand yards in his career, and I think he his senior year he threw sixty eight point four percent with zero defense. Every game was a shootout. I left him off my list because he was he was the team leader in the three and nine that's, season. That's okay. Okay, but any quarterback worth a shit. Yeah, any quarterback going to get him win four. more than three and nine. <laughs> <laughs> and my yeah, number one exactly. favorite QB of all time is Tony Rice. I he uh, was the last one to lead us to prominence. I went pheasant hunting with him five or six times. That's awesome. Very good guy. My understanding is and, uh, he's like the most popular ex-Notre Dame player on that campus. Oh, he's when, – when he – when I first met him, you would have not ever thought that he was somebody – you know, he's he's popular within the Notre Dame – people but he couldn't have been a nicer guy he i i haven't talked to him in a few years but i i used to talk to him quite frequently and how the hell did you go when we go hunting and he uh he's a big time hunter he loves pheasant hunting and uh jeff chapman and uh clint zedike owned pheasants forever about 10 years ago and he was calling around, and I answered the phone one day when we were at the Pheasants Forever's place in Sherwood. And he said, this is Tony Rice. And I'm like, huh? And I go, uh, <laughs> he said, I'd like to schedule an appointment with you guys. I go, I don't even work here. I go, I, I can get somebody. And then I gave him the phone. I'm like, wait a second, is this Notre Dame's Tony Rice? He started laughing. He said, yeah. I go, where are you at? And he said, well, I'm, I'm actually in South Bend right now. He said, how far are you guys from here? And I said, we're about an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. He said, perfect. They uh, signed, or he signed up for a hunt the following weekend. And That's we, crazy. we went out and it, he did, he did it probably. Oh God, he came. I bet he came here 15 times. That's incredible because he could have gone anywhere. Yeah, and he just happened to call that place, and they had tons of pheasants, and so, he brought two or three buddies every time, and no question they did it for about. No question, when he would come and you'd be around him, he'd be around. Oh yeah, I, he'd he'd be around Ohio State fans too. Did they know him? Respect him? No, only no. Nobody really even Catelli's not. He's five foot eight, yeah. five nine yeah. from Canada. I mean, he is. Yeah, now he's from South Carolina. Tony Rice? Tony Rice, uh, yeah. Did he live in Canada? He's from South Yeah. He may have. No, we we went over this. He played in Canada. Yeah. yeah. He played for the, the Stampeders or Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. But no, he... he the, whoever the, whoever's the Rough Riders... <laughs> St. <laughs> Mary's Rough Riders. I think I'll <laughs> no. 
Ottawa, yeah, I think so. But no, he was he no, you know, only the Notre Dame fans that were out there would know who he was, and hell, they didn't even really know who he was then. Well, about ten years Cause... ago, I'm at a Notre Dame game, and uh, we're gonna watch the team walk through, and I got the, this guy's taking pictures all over the place. He was an older man, and I struck up a conversation with him, and he's the Notre Dame team photographer, has been for forty years or so. And we're just talking about all kinds of stuff. And I go, is it possible that you could come up with your, your all-time favorite Notre Dame player? And he goes, oh, that's easy. No doubt. It's Tony Rice. Everybody loves him. I always remembered that. He, uh, I, even made, I even made him bring the national championship ring one time. And he, he did bring it. And <laughs> it all it looked like was a giant class ring. But it was, it was cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think of a guy. That's he brought awesome. a player with him one time. I think it was. No, I think it was Michael Jeff Stonebreaker. Long. That's the. Because he was really the guy he brought was a freaking. He was the size of a door. No, no. I mean, this guy was tall. He was like six six. He was still big, like two ninety. Tony Rice is from. I think it was Jeff. Tony Long. Rice is from Woodruff High School in South Carolina. Yeah. No. Yep. But that's my top five scrote. Sorry. No, that's no, that's fine. That's that's awesome. But I, I tell you, sometimes we do need to pander to some of our listeners and and for Shep Dog and for Curtis and for Dougie, I listed my top one favorite Ohio State quarterback of all time. Craig. Anybody want to guess what his name? Anybody want to guess? He's a bear. No. Craig Craig Prenzel uh, is probably, and I can't, I don't even know if I can say this. My favorite Ohio State player. God, I can't believe I just said that. Because he's, he's probably perfecting the COVID virus well, vaccine right now. Yeah. Not only that, but even though I didn't want him to win that national championship against Miami, that went overtime. He's the reason why they won it because he's got nuggets and they were on display that night. No, my favorite Ohio State quarterback of all time, <laughs> Terrell Pryor. Wow. <clears throat> this is good. And let me tell you why. Because he effed, the, because he effed them in the A so hard mm-hmm. and he screwed them for so long. I, I that respect, it kind of just put that. a smile on my face. I think he's a Jeanette, Pennsylvania boy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was just on the news recently. Um, he and his fiance got into a fight, and they had to go to court. And when was neither this? one wanted to testify against the other? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah a couple weeks back. Still living the I think a week life, or two ago. Obviously. Yeah, he's obviously smart. So, yes, Terrell Pryor is the Duda podcast. Hey, do you think do you think he's uh, paying for tattoos still or not, or not paying for them? (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna say he's probably not paying for them. He probably don't have any money. Forty years, boys. All right, gentlemen. Well, first segment. Obviously, as always, 
is our best segment. Um, yeah, folks, we're going to take a little break here. Um, and we will come back. We will hit our picks up and we'll hit the mailbag. You're listening. Hi, this is Rob Bailey, better known as Beat from the Deuter Podcast. And I'm here to say that Amerimade Realty in Bryan, Ohio is the real deal. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an agent there. I'm saying that I would put our broker and stable of agents up against any other local real estate office and we would flat out dominate. And I'm not just talking real estate. We could dominate at bowling, basketball, Monopoly, you name it. This week's featured house for sale is located at 4657 Rosedale Road in Hicksville. This beautiful three-bed, two-and-a-half bath, one-and-a-half story home in the Fairview School District features a 58-foot concrete stamped wraparound and covered porch, a large patio, concrete basketball pad with pole and backboard, a 40-by-50 pole barn with concrete floor is already able to be set up for horses or other livestock. It has beautiful hardwood floors in the dining room and living room, a gas fireplace, ceramic tile floors, a new roof in 2017, new furnace, hot water heater, and water softener all in 2018, and a fully finished basement with living space and much more. Folks, this house is MTV Cribs worthy. Think about that for a second and imagine yourself in this house on MTV Cribs. So if you'd like to take a look at this house or you just would like some more information, feel free to give me a shout. I can be reached at 419-388-9290. Now back to the boys of the Deuter Podcast. Welcome back to the Deuter Podcast. Um, Yes, folks, the MTV Cribs house is still available, but time is running out. Uh, There's been some hot, hot action on that house lately. So... You get get a hold of Rob Bailey at Amerimade Realty. Hot action get, on the house get a, or in the house? Well, obviously both. Obviously both. It's Elvis's house, so obviously both. Nothing but rabbits here, boys. <laughs> well played. <laughs> oh shit! So we're gonna get into the picks here. Love Talk it, a little bit. Of, Talk a, little, <laughs> talk a little bit about last week. Uh, last week's weekly winner was Curtis, who's just on fire lately. Uh, but he won at eleven and eight. I'm sorry, yeah, eleven and eight. Um, Elvis and I both went ten and nine. LK went a, a eight and eleven, and Dougie Fresh seven and twelve i told you guys i texted you guys i think friday night or early saturday morning and said i don't like my picks i knew it was coming yeah uh curtis dougie fresh is too much into basketball now yeah i know curtis uh was the only one of us to pick grove uh oh by the way i forgot to tell you guys the the grove uh there was about eight or eight or nine people the grove faithful came over saturday before the game uh, they brought food. It was really good food. Um, they sat here for a couple hours, had some beers, and I gave them directions to Fred Brown Stadium, and they were on their way, and I, and they left the stadium pretty happy. Yes, they did. Uh, I pretty, Go ahead, man. Pretty good ball game for two quarters from the first. Yeah, for the yeah, first for, half, yeah. For, for first three, then the fourth quarter was kind of a bad yeah. one for the – 
Apaches, but I've left Doug alone because Mangrove looked good. They looked really good. You know, I told my wife or somebody, I go think about it. They came up here and go into Archibald and win, and then they played to Fairview and win. You know, I think their Tenora game in the playoffs went overtime. It, if not, it was right close. So I was a little suspect. Are they that good? And I thought, God, they did go to Archibald and. That's no easy ticket, and then they put it on Fairview. Uh, so they're legit. Now they get cold water, so we're going to find out how legit they are. Yeah, it's that running game they have. That kid is a stud, yep. Colin Metzger. God. Yeah, they're – so because the uh, – so Fairview and Tenora were scheduled to play Friday night. Was it Friday night probably? Yeah. Uh, yeah. for the league championship. Uh, due to COVID, Tenora forfeited the game. So Fairview is the league champion. Um, and that does it for our high school picks for the, for the year. Uh, next week, I'm going to give some statistics on how we did. It, there wasn't a whole lot of parity um, because of the way the season played out, you know, with Fairview winning every game except the playoff game. You know, the high school picks were pretty easy for the most part. Um, So this week, now normally I do these on Tuesday. I get these things ready, I get the Tuesday spread, and I go. Actually, I had the picks ready on Monday. I had all the games ready to go, and then they started getting canceled. So we had to do some replacement games. I didn't add a high school game. I just left it alone, didn't add anything. I only I only replaced the games for this week. So, without further ado, here we go with picks for the week. We're going to start with college football in a game that's going on right now. Uh, Toledo at Western Michigan. Uh, Dougie took Toledo and Curtis took Toledo. Elvis. I'm going with my Rockets. Got to stay. What is that, a two and a half point? Yeah, I'm sorry. Western Michigan favored by two and a half. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going Toledo. Lindsay. I'm going to stay with Toledo, too, in spite of the veteran Toledo student on the podcast beat saying that they always struggle with uh, Western. I'll stick with Toledo. Or Toledo, yeah. Western Michigan has been a thorn in Toledo's side for a long time. Um, it's at Western I took Western, and I hope I'm wrong. And I can tell you in two seconds here that it's well, – well, it's oh, Toledo's up 14-7 towards the end of the first. Fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they are. <laughs> All right, next game is the Deuter Podcast game of the week. The Irish favored by 13-and-a-half at Boston College. Curtis, who is the son of a bitch of the group, took – Boston College. Dougie took Notre Dame. I am taking the Irish. Lindsay. I know all about this rivalry. I think Notre Dame will win, but I don't think they'll cover, so I take Boston College. Okay, Elvis. Boston College, Notre Dame wins by 11. You know what? I'm just going to hang up now. We picked our team. We just didn't think they'd cover. That don't make us 
bad people. Yeah. I think Clark Lee, like I was saying in the first segment, Clark Lee is going to have some crazy shit. He's going to dial it up on Dracovic because he knows what this kid can That's do. That's true. I think he's going to dial it up. He's going to make life extremely difficult. And I don't think Dracovic has has enough help. I hope I hope you're right, my friend. I hope Notre Dame goes in there and lights them up. But Irish win 45-3. <laughs> wow. That's a fucking pumblage. Hey, we're, hey we, like we get the 330 ABC game, too. That's what happens when you beat number one. You get the prime, prime time, the 330 game, instead of having to wait till 730. Which, by the way, did you guys stay up and watch – Saturday Night Live after the game. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was terrible. Well, I mean, if Dave Chappelle didn't have a half hour monologue at the beginning, but I shut it off during during that. Oh, dude, Dave Chappelle's so funny. I, I could I watch Chappelle show all the time. I I he's probably the funniest dude. He's pretty next to he's pretty Tim funny. Yeah. Okay, next game we've got Indiana traveling to. East Lansing to face Michigan State, and they're giving up seven and a half. Let's start with Lindsay. Hoosiers. Uh, Dougie and Curtis both took the Hoosiers. Elvis. IU, baby. Yeah, we went IU across the board there. I think they're for real. I think you're right, and we're going to find out. Because they go to Ohio State. Does anybody know next, when do they play Ohio, Ohio next State? Next week. Really? In Columbus. Of course. Every fucking Ohio State game is in Columbus. Will that, will that be a primetime Big Ten Network game? <laughs> no, they're going to shift that over to Big Ten alternate. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> All right, next game. This is this this is the replacement for Ohio State Maryland, uh, and trust me, I struggled. Uh, we've got South Alabama at Louisiana. Louisiana favored by fifteen and a half. Uh, let's let's start with me. I'm taking the Raging Cajuns, um, only because they're ranked higher, and I don't know a damn thing about either one of these. And Louisiana, I think they're ranked twenty fifth. But I have to check. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty check, awesome. I'll have to check on that. Elvis. I'm going raging cages myself. Because I don't know what the South Alabama are. What are they, though? Sister bangers or something? Probably. The fighting force gumps. Uh, Lindsay. Raging Cajun. Uh. Curtis took Louisiana and Dougie Fresh going off the charts takes South Bama. Yeah. He's obviously thinking basketball. Who Curtis take? We'll, we'll cut him. Curtis took uh, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, next up, Coastal Carolina. Didn't know they had football. Uh, favored by 11 at Troy. Mm. Anybody know Troy's record? Two and three. Yeah. They always play a tough schedule, but probably just conference games this year, huh? It sounds like it. I'm going coastal. I watched them. They're pretty good. Aren't they, Ray? Yeah, they are. Yeah, 
Every game, 21st or something. Yeah, right? 22nd. Actually, I, think, I saw him beat. 22nd. I, I watched him beat the Raging Cajuns. Really? I think I. I think I. I watched them and I was impressed. And I think that's who they were playing that night. Wow. Curtis and I both took Coastal. Elvis. I'm going uh, Coastal Carolina Hurricanes. Aren't they the Chanticleers? Yeah. I have no idea what the hell they are. They are because I used to have a hat. A what? Chanticleers? Chanticleers. I bought a hat when we went to Myrtle Beach after we graduated with your mom and with your mom and dad and a bunch of friends. Um, I bought a Coastal Carolina Chanticleers That's hat. awesome. Isn't that some type of chicken? I believe so, like a Gamecock. There you go. Is it really? Yeah. So- they're not the Hurricanes, Rob, huh? Dang no. It. The Meat Geezer Bailey brings in Gamecock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dougie Fresh went with Troy. Of course he Was did. Troy's boyfriend? Well, or... Wow. Ouch. I'm just wondering. Sorry, Dougie, but you can't. You're not here to defend yourself. I don't know what to tell I'm just you. Afraid, I'm just afraid <laughs> we've lost Dougie to basketball. And I get it. I totally. When I was thinking about that today. He's elbow deep into basketball, and, you know, he wants to follow up last year's season with another big one, so I get it. I just hope well, that they allow us to at least, at least go to it. I mean, I hope we can – I hope that, that we can get together and go to a game and cheer him on. Um, he, I do, too. I, I, doesn't, he, doesn't he wear earbuds when he's running, though? You think he could do this during practice? Well, tonight he's got his – he's got a sick child. If we went to a game – if we went Aww. to a game – and we come strolling in. Is he happy or not happy to see us? His his first two words are O F U C K. He said about two rows behind the bench. He's like, oh god. Yep. With short shorts on, so yep. I can see our leg work. Well, the, and then we got it. Well, we I will I will not go to a game without a Doug Billman fan club shirt. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So. If we have to take white T-shirts and write it with Sharpie on it, we're doing it. Okay. I got a blue Sharpie. <laughs> I've got some paint markers. Those are pretty good, but I don't know how good they'll write on, on cloth. Uh, next game might have been the toughest pick of the week. Uh, Wisconsin favored by four and a half at Michigan. Uh, Dougie took Wisconsin. Curtis took Michigan. Elvis. I'm going to go Badgers. After a seven-week layoff, I think they come back and they're fired up. <laughs> With a vengeance. <laughs> uh, Lindsay. This is a tough one, isn't it? I mean, can anybody it's, figure yeah. Michigan out? No. <sighs> I'm going to go with Michigan just because they've been in a routine of playing and all that, even though they played like shit. Wisconsin goes up there and wins, then hats off to them. Who'd Curtis take? Uh oh. Curtis took Michigan. I had to let Artie out of the. Artie needed to leave the lab. He was getting a little rambunch. <laughs> uh, Curtis took Michigan, and to be honest, I took Michigan because you got to think that they're 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 gonna win sometime. I mean. 
and why not? I mean, they don't even have to win. I mean, Wisconsin can win by I, one. I'll say this. Um, they played Indiana last week, right? Uh, was that last yeah. week? And I watched, I watched yes. some of that. Yeah. And I, got, I thought they looked disorganized. And that quarterback that we thought was going to be okay looks like shit. And I just – I don't know, man. Being a COVID year, that might save Harbaugh's job because I don't think many colleges are going to fire coaches and all that because nobody's got any money to, to bring somebody else in. That's the, that's the only thing I think saving him Unless is the, he decides is the to go back to the NFL, which maybe he's better suited. I don't know what's going on. Let's face it. Hi, what's up, dog? Hey, dog. T money in the house. T money. Say hi, Tate. T money. Hey, T money. This is Tay. <laughs> Say, Love hey, you. you know what we need to do? We need to get Tate to record a promo yeah. for us. <laughs> Say, this is Tate. This is T money from Fairview Elementary School. You're listening to the Duder <laughs> podcast. That'd be a hell of a lot. Hey, I tell you what. Once we retire that Ameramade ad. We can. We'll get Tate. I'll. I'll come over and we'll. We'll record I, one. I. Have we'll do that. This is T money. Respect for that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the only thing he wants to do. He. The only thing he wants to hear. I just want to hear you guys say one bad word. <laughs> that's all I. That's that all I want to hear. That shouldn't take long, I was gonna say within like the first like minute and a half, he can usually get one at least. Yeah. I, I tell him no. Okay. He's got to get the bed. All right. So just so I'm correct here, sorry, I had to step and deal with some dog business. But uh, Curtis, Lindsay, and I each took Michigan. Dougie took and Elvis took Wisconsin. It's locked. Next matchup, the U and their turnover hubcap. Going to Blacksburg and giving – and Virginia Tech is favored by two and a what? half. Yeah, I thought that was strange too, but maybe Enter Sandman is going to scare the thugs at Hubcap U. Is this a night game or um, do you have any idea? I can find out in a Does little bit here. Does coach look like he's in the mob? <laughs> yeah, he does. Where did he? Who? Who is their coach? Where did he come from? Cuba. I was wasn't he a decent coordinator for him? Wasn't he like was he at Virginia Tech or somewhere Seriously, else? I think his dad was the mayor of Miami, and I think they came from Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, I think he was a D coordinator too. Anywho, Dougie took Miami. Curtis and I both took Virginia Tech. I'm trying to get Elvis an answer here. Uh that's all right. Don't worry. I'm going to take Miami. You're you and it up, huh? We're back. I home. got Miami. I'm still going to get you guys an answer. I know it. Uh, no, it's a noon game. And, uh, I'm, I'm going games. <clears throat> okay. Even Virginia Tech runs the ball Next like crazy, though, but I'm still going Miami. All right, next up, Arkansas at Florida. Florida favored by 17 and a half. Florida. Lindsay. 
Elvis. No, where's the same at? It's at Florida. I'm going Florida. Yeah, we went Florida across the board on that game. Uh, next up, Oregon favored by 10 at Washington State. Curtis took Oregon. Dougie took Oregon. Elvis. Oregon. I also took Oregon. Oregon. Lindsay. Okay. Northwestern favored by three at Purdue. I don't know shit about Purdue. I don't either. Northwestern's undefeated, aren't they? I but believe in that so. That could have been against Rutgers and Maryland. Well, Maryland's pretty good. Yeah, Maryland's not bad at all. Uh, I took Northwestern. Dougie took Purdue. Lindsay. Northwestern. Elvis. I'm going Purdue. They got that little number four coming back. Who I think he's going to be a good one. Who tis take? Northwestern. Next up, SMU at Tulsa. Tulsa favored by two and a half. Uh, Curtis took Tulsa. Dougie took SMU. Uh, which SMU one do you guys want to go? Okay. Same here. I also I also took SMU. Curtis, wow, Curtis, looking to pick take a little, pick up a little traction on us here. USC favored by 14 at Arizona. You guys don't think that USC goes two weeks without covering, right? I don't know shit about that conference this year other than Oregon's cream of the crop. Against the fighting Lance Briggs. Uh, Dougie took Arizona. Curtis and I both took USC. I'm going to go Trojans. I'm going to go I'm going to go yeah, you are. Magnums. Only used it one time in my life. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I put I put one on my leg once and it still didn't fit. <laughs> my, my walking leg boys. My sixth grade basketball team when I was a senior. When we won the title because I told everybody to just get out of the way and we gave the ball to Dauber. It was called the Trojans. <laughs> Did they have condoms back then? Goat, goat, goat skin. <laughs> and you had to reuse it. You turn it inside out. Turn it inside out wow. and beat the fuck out of it. <laughs> we, we, we've had one so long ago that you had, actually had to tie a knot in the one mm-hmm. end. It didn't have a reservoir. <laughs> no, no. On on the base end, you had to tie a knot so it slip off. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There was a time where they called me tripod. <laughs> and our last college game of the week, we've got Middle Tennessee at Marshall. Marshall favored by 23 and a uh, half. This is impossible to pick. I don't know shit about either one of them. Dougie took Middle Tennessee. And who's favored, Marshall? 
Marshall by 23 and a half. Who'd Curtis take? Curtis and I both took Marshall. Seems to me they're pretty good again. You guys, Elvis, do you guys you got, know bud? where Middle Tennessee State is at? Murphy's Murfreesboro. Oh. Well, for that reason awesome. alone, Smart. I'm taking Marshall. <laughs> I'm going Middle Tennessee. Nerd alert. Pretty... We got Magellan sitting in Elvis's seat That's for the right. rest of the episode. Old Ferdinand. Okay, let's move on to the NFL here. We've got five games to take a look at. The Cowboys are off. Thank God. God. (laughs) Hey, by the way, I don't think it'll happen. I hope it happens. But if Tiger Woods is in the final group or two on Sunday, NFL ratings will be down. Oh, yeah. Well, well, CBS only has uh, one game this week. They've only got like four four games. I think there's only four, three or four games that they're actually covering. There's only three or four one o'clock games? Yeah, I think it's this one o'clock. I believe that's, so. That's smart by the NFL. Yeah. Because, so, because the, the big talk this week on New York Radio has been they've been talking because the station I listen to is owned by CBS Radio. And they were talking about how Romo's taking the week off because Jim Nance is okay. covering the Masters. So, kind of right. like you with goobs. Yeah. Just take the week off. Is Tony going to watch it? Oh, I think he's going to try and play. Is it? No. He is there. He's he's in Augusta. I think he's so just playing, just day, dicking around. Cool. Is it really? Yeah, to tell you, if that tells you the lack of, of college football decent games this week, they chose to go to... Uh, the Masters. I wonder of, how many uh, I mean, ranked opponents are playing each other this week. I don't think wow. there were any. No, yeah. How, how bad do you think ESPN shit their pants if the SEC keeps getting COVID cases? Not as bad as CBS because that's who covers. Uh, yeah, CBS too. Yeah. I mean, who's big time? Go ahead. So our first. I was just going to say, Go ahead, who's, who's playing in the no, SEC? I mean. And there are four games canceled? Uh, well, Arkansas, Florida is playing. Missouri. I don't know because I only looked. Missouri, no, Georgia. Uh, who the? Didn't yeah, that one get called, called too? Is that one that got called? Yeah. Okay. LSU's called. Alabama's called. There's another one. Texas A&M, Tennessee. Auburn, Mississippi you Think State, about it. Ohio State's now down to seven games. With their game being canceled with Maryland, and the and the season's not quite you know, quite deep enough yet. I mean, uh, we could. Do you guys see a scenario where they don't play enough games? Because don't they have to play so many? I six, wasn't it? Six or seven? I don't know, but I know this: college football really messed up because if there's a year to go to eight, kind of like Notre Dame joining the conference, this is the year to do it. Everybody, every professional sport, including the NFL, if any games are canceled or very many games are canceled, extended teams getting into the playoffs. 
And all yeah. these colleges need money because they're not getting any money with fewer games and no fans. How did they they really slipped up, I think, by not going to eight. So if how state plays seven games, maybe six, who knows? You know, I mean it comes down to the eye test, but the second you say that, you know, when Notre Dame already had one COVID outbreak, God forbid we get another one. True the scenario maybe I just don't maybe during the season. College, yeah. I just don't understand how college football didn't go to eight teams. I mean what, that's one extra day of games, whatever. Yeah. You think there's a scenario where they might say, Hey, let's do this and no, I do think it at the last minute. I, I think that boat is floated. I think we're too far down the road now. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean there's going to be some decent teams like BYU is pretty good. They're going to get left out. I mean, let's face it. It's Alabama, Ohio State, and maybe Notre Dame and Clemson. I'm not sure who is even five and six. What about the five fighting fickles? There you go. That's what I'm saying. There you go. They're, they're, they're respectable. BYU is respectable. Uh, I'm probably missing somebody along the way, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Wisconsin's probably lost out. They're well, they get six games now if nothing else happens. They lost. They lost yeah. two. Mm-hmm. What if Indiana only loses one? Well, they couldn't play in the Big Ten championship though because they're in the same. They're in the same division as Ohio right. State. Which is stupid, but anyways, what's our pro games, pal? Well, hang on, because I got to give Elvis some credit here before we before we get to the pro games. They did announce the National League Cy Young Award tonight, and you, Darvish, finished second. Jacob Degrom finished third. I so. I'll give you some credit. I I think Bauer deserved to win, but probably right. There's no, as much as um, much of a tool as he is, he probably deserved it. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, which by the way, I believe uh, the Justin Bieber kid yes, from did. Cleveland won. So uh, Ohio wow. sweeps the Cy Young Award. Might be the first time ever. I think it is the first time ever. Okay, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles minus three and a half, three and a half at the How Giants. Giants, a resurgence, playing a little bit better now, aren't they? With that said, I'm going Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, I think they were off last week, so that makes a difference. Uh, Elvis. Dougie took the Eagles. Curtis took the Eagles, and I like to pick a pick the opposite team that Curtis picks in the NFL. I took the Giants, and because John Devore can yeah, stick. Johnny. wow, wow, Beatles not messing. Why up. you gotta be so mean? That's what he get. I got no love from him. He can from go last to week's hell. episode. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a busy boy, though, Scrooge. No, he's he no. Don't give me that shit. Next up, we've got the Chargers at the Dolphins. The Dolphins Dolphins favored by two and a half. 
two a time. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins. Oh, did we lose? No, I still got them. Okay, I thought you faded off. Uh, We took uh, Dolphins across the board there. Uh, 49ers at the Saints. Saints favored by nine and a half. Well, that tells me. Yeah, that's a large spread. Still all beat up. She said. Don't have the don't have the quarterback. They don't have their tight end. They're beating the shit. Yeah, they're, they're about like the Bears. <laughs> well, I guess the Saints. Going... Yep, I'm going Saints myself. Maybe the team I hate most in the NFL outside of Green Bay. Yes, is New One. Orleans. They played off Katrina for like 10 years too long. They play indoors. Two, their coach is a cheater. Three, I respect Drew Brees, but how about playing outdoors once in your life? And hold up. Do something besides throw a seven yard out pass. (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to call, I'm going to call foul here. Yeah. Okay, you're 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 ragging on Sean Payton for yes. being a cheater. And who did your I Tigers hire, hire to be their new manager? But he's the manager of your team, and you haven't been well, outspoken. But you can say one thing: he did he did serve his time of one year. Okay, here's out of what the I NFL. Said. Yeah, but didn't didn't Sean Payton get rung, rung up, up like crazy? Music. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't they get? I mean, there was they the lost, bounty they stuff. They lost draft picks. He didn't. He didn't have to set out a whole year. But there was also yeah, he another. Got he got suspended for, for some games. He did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was that over the bounty, bounty thing? That, that was Greg, wasn't that Greg, Greg Williams? Okay. How many Sign stealing? has Greg Williams? Yeah. Ruined? And he's still he's doing everywhere. It. Well, he's, he's still coaching. I don't know if he's ruining yeah, it, but he's, he's still coaching. Was, was he on the Bears staff a while back? I hope not. I hope not. Probably. Is that a different Probably. Greg Williams? <laughs> anyway, no. I will say this. I feel dirty that the Tigers hired him. I, I do. I, you did say I, that. I don't know. You know, deal. In that sport, there's hundreds of people you could give an opportunity to. There just is. And you choose to go with these guys. I mean, Hinch's track record with Houston speaks for itself. How much of the cheating and all that nonsense that went on, I don't know. Um, Here's the deal. They all knew they were doing it. They All of them. Think about that locker room. Think about that locker room. I mean, Verlander one of my favorite players of all time. You just wonder how many people did not like what was going on, but had to keep their mouth shut because majority rules. I got, I got another point for you. What about the White Sox hiring Tony Larusa the day before the press? He gets a DUI that, that, that day before that. And didn't he get a DUI within the last four or five years? Yeah, like six. No, I think he got – well, he got a DUI in February. Hold up. He got but a he DUI got a... in February, and they just reported they, on they it two days him. ago. 
two days ago on it. Yeah. Oh, they did? I don't know about that, but I know I saw what you wow. said to the cop. I mean. Yeah. Good. Don't you know who I am? Grief. I've tried that. It doesn't work. I mean. <laughs> we're still... <laughs> the only person I've ever seen that work for is Curtis. It's... And they thought he was the catcher from. They thought he was hand corner. <laughs> okay. That is never not funny. <laughs> Okay, and I've gone completely off the rails here. Curtis dressed up as I saw squints I saw pictures. for Halloween, and his wife was Wendy Peppercorn. Good. And probably the best costume I saw for Halloween was Willow as uh, one of the uh, girls yeah, from uh, A League of Their Own. As cute, cute, cute little family yeah, there. Pretty phenomenal. I was told yesterday yeah. that there were wigs out there with a fly on it to go as Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not know that because this <laughs> Halloween pretty much got swept under the rug this year. Yeah, Anyways. Okay, let's get back here. Okay, we've got the Ravens favored by pick, uh, did seven. We, did we at, all pick the Saints? At the Patriots. Team? Yep, everybody Ravens did. Everybody took the Saints. What's the line? Yep. Seven. Ravens. I'm going Ravens, Scrout. As did I, and as did Dougie. I'll go Ravens. Curtis had to pick his Patriots. Curtis sucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the the beauty part, Lindsay, is he'll never know you said that because he doesn't listen that deep in the pot. He's an asshole. He's got a he's got a phone call. He's got fucking juice box. Uh, last game, a game of interest for you guys. The Vikings favored. It's Monday night. Vikings favored by two and a half at the Bears. Why talk would about, I think? Why would talk, I think the bear? Minnesota's, about, ro- Minnesota's rolling right now. For, for those who aren't paying attention, and the Bears are not. Talk about the hardest game to watch on Sundays is the Chicago Bears offense. Oh, it's literally pathetic. It's the worst I think I've ever seen. I. Elvis, you're talking to the guy whose team is playing their fourth quarterback of the year. Not so fast, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) The Bears have been playing like shit, but they always dominate the Minnesota Vikings. This is for Dave Blue and that little winged (laughs) purple hat that he used to always wear to school. I hate that. I'm going. I'm going Bears. I hate them. Uh, Ducky took the Bears. Curtis took the Bears, and I took the Vikings because I'm trying to win. All right, boys and girls, that's our picks for the week. Uh, Tune into all the games that are going on, and you'll be able to tell uh, how the Duders did um, with their picks. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see how things roll. Uh, it's time for the mailbag. This used to be our review section. Um, uh, we don't get reviews anymore. Uh, it's more messages. Uh, so I have now named it the mailbag, and I'm working on a catchy jingle for our mailbag. Um, we only Kate got three this week. <laughs> so so, so yeah, you, you got mail. That's what we'll do. <laughs> no, he's in he there. Bad. Damn it. All right. Our first one comes from friend of the pod, new, I guess, newer friend of the podcast, Jason Hale. Uh, he says, giving a shout out to the Duner podcast. Always a great listen, a great podcast. He, lo- he loves us. That's nice of Good him. Good for the big man. The big man, yeah. Uh, the next one comes from Tara Bailey, also known as Elvis's sister, uh, from Twitter. Uh, she says, screaming, laughing at Big Vis 72 for the Ball State <laughs> Redhawks comment. Pretty sad when your sister knew <laughs> who the mascot was for Ball State. <laughs> Uh, she said, I forgot Curtis went to Ravenscroft, probably because his other college sucks. Yeah. Ooh, snap. Look. Uh, at two, at two Duder beat did not disappoint. At Lindsay keys. One doesn't need a shout out to know. I love T. Man. <laughs> I think T, T's throwing I think game got T and I go way back. That's all I'm saying. I think. I don't care. I'm telling. I'm telling Dad. I don't care if tell his sister. Don't, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't tell him. Uh, our last one is our regular weekly email from the Ship Dog. Uh, hey, Duders! Another fine episode last week. Enjoyed the interviews with Columbus Grove head coach and Coach Rakes from Fairview. And beat. I, oh, I didn't read this part. And beat. I will agree with you in one thing. LK and Elvis do a mighty fine job of interviewing the guests while in your while you're in the background <laughs> making grilled cheese sandwiches. Chef dog on his game, dude. Dude, I was hungry and not, not a damn thing about the wings. What the hell? Uh, just heard the game between the Ohio State Buckeyes and Maryland has been canceled due to COVID. Jesus. Oh, he sent this at like five oh five. Nice, Chef. Way to be on the ball, man. Uh, quick question for you guys. Does this cancellation hurt the Buckeyes' chances to make the playoffs? And with more games being canceled due to COVID, does the college fo- does college football make it to the bowl games and playoffs? Have a great show, Duders. Loyal listeners. What do you think, Buckeyes? guys? And the way this week has gone with COVID, I think his second question is impossible to answer. I, I don't know. I guess – Everything seems to be full steam ahead no matter what happens anyway, so they'll probably keep playing, yeah. It would be our luck. It would be our luck to have the Irish on a roll and and not get to finish it. It would 110% be our luck. They'll do everything they can to get to the finish line. Exactly, and I think oh, they'll make it. Definitely. I mean, you know, half the SEC is not playing this week, but the other ones are, and unless there's uh, some major major deal, uh, it'll move I, I, on. But I, I'm pretty sure Ohio State's probably passed the eye test. They're going to win the Big Ten. Let's be honest. I mean, I guess it's, it's not the Big Ten; yeah. it's the Big One and Little Thirteen. <laughs> I guess I. I Go ahead, Weezer. Well, I, talking to some Buckeye fans, they seem to be a little concerned about their defense. 
which is inexperienced, but A, they're loaded with five stars, and B, they're just going to outscore people. Yeah. And kind of what I think is if the COVID starts getting a little bit worse and worse every week, I think the NCAA will just back up everything and how they might be playing into February. Yeah. Maybe March. I I think they'll do what they have to do to finish. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Again, it comes down to money, unfortunately. Which again, which again, all right, back to where we were. I still can't believe they haven't gone to eight teams, but it is what it is. They didn't ask me, so it certainly is. And you know what? We'll get into we'll get into that more next week, and we'll see how this all plays out this week. And we'll get into that more next week. But uh, that's going to do it for this installment of the Duder Podcast. Thanks for listening. I ask that if you're listening via iTunes or Apple Apple Podcast. Please download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and we've got our email address, duderpodcast at gmail.com. Leave something in the mailbag, and we'll, we'll read it on the air. The Duder Podcast is a Beat2K production written, created, and produced by me, Rob Bailey. Uh, executive producers are Mike Bailey, Lindsay Keys, and Doug Billman, with editorial assistance by Mason Hostetler. Contributing producers are Dave Blue, Boston Waltenberger, and Steve Bechtel. Hair and makeup by honors graduate from Ravenscroft College, Curtis Metz. This is Beat signing off. You've been listening to. Say whatever, cause there is no way you're round it.